from their self-titled debut release. That is Skid Row with Big Guns wrapping up a montage of gun-related tunage. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Four songs of guns, man. Oh, that should be banned, I think. I think so, too. I think we should remove that from uh, the... uh, the American or the worldwide lexicon, as far as music is concerned, no, no more uh, music about guns. That's right, dude. I, I I was in the other room doing the the art and stuff for the thumbnail, and I called this. I called the last segment. My AR fifteen didn't kill anybody today. Wow. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what kind of harsh backlash. How insensitive. You're not feeling the tone of the nation, man. Yeah. Is it? Is it really the tone of the nation? I'm not trying to make a show about the tone of the nation. I'm doing the tone of the Chris. Right. That's it. That's the only tone I hear. Yeah. You don't like it. Don't tune in. Don't, don't listen to it. Don't click on it. Yep. Or click on it and hate it. That's fine with me. Go ahead. Shield yourself from, from being, uh, Having your little feelers hurt. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and then go get a job at a grocery store, you fucking fake. <laughs> well, I played some uh, Iron Maiden just before that tail gunner. Right. And uh, apparently um, a couple of uh, Iron Maiden alum uh, reconvened or joined up on stage recently. On stage? On stage. Okay. Or, or at least met up. Yeah, they met up. I, yeah. I, I did see that. I don't think they performed, but yeah. um sometimes the stars or tour schedules align, and that was the case over the weekend as both Iron Maiden and former singer Paul Diano. No Diano, no maiden man. That's right. Yeah, that Dickinson is a hat man. <laughs> They were both in Croatia, setting up a chance for the vocalist to reconnect with his former bandmate. That's right. Uh, it was a big weekend for Diano, who had returned to the stage for the first time in seven years, playing a show. Seven years? Yeah. Has he not performed in seven years? Well, he hasn't performed well in 30, so <laughs> seven's a mere bag of shells as far as has, has, has it really been that long since our friends in Icarus Witch was backing him up? I do think it has been that long. Really? Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. just flies by, man. Yeah, it does. Uh, it was a big weekend for Diana, who had returned to the stage for the first time in seven years, playing a show at the Biker Beer Factory in uh, Zagreb, I guess. On uh, He played the Biker Beer Factory? The, the Biker Beer Factory. I'm glad to see he's getting all the big gigs. <laughs> Jesus, the biker beer factory. Uh, fan you were shot. in Iron Maiden, for God's sakes. Yeah, well, what you get? Yeah. And, and and what what is his? Uh, what's wrong with him? I, I see that he's wheelchair bound. What's uh, going on with him? What? Yeah, I know he had a horribly bad knee. I don't know if that's what it is. Is that he had reconstructive knee surgery or something? I, I know he had a really bad knee, but. I mean, I don't think he has ALS or anything like that. I think he's just got a fucked up leg. Okay. You know. All right. I'm not sure, to be honest. You know you know what's funny? Can you find a picture of him when he was in Iron Maiden, when he had the black hair and 
had like the dangle earring and all right. that stuff. It, you, you would never, you would never know that's the same guy. It, it's just very weird, you know, how, uh, how time takes its toll on you. Yeah, it really didn't do him any favors. Uh, let's see here. Open image, new tab. Let's shrink this all up here. All right, let's share. Stop. Share. Share. Do, 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 do. There you go. Yeah, look at that. Same guy. <laughs> you and it's like if if you could somehow uh you know go go forward in time you know and and go back to when he was looking like that and go oh by the way 40 years from now this is what you're gonna look like <laughs> yeah he would he'd be like of course it is that's the look i'm going for <laughs> a little kind of skinny just kind of a very svelte singer yeah you know? it's funny yeah, well, he sure don't look that. He ain't looking that part anymore. That's for damn no, sure. Not at all. You know, he's looking wow. this part. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he could play that part in uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. He's, looks like he looks like he could play the flute for Jethro Tull. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Diano had already been in Croatia receiving physical therapy and lymphatic drainage treatment in Croatia in preparation for his upcoming knee surgery. Mm. After a show, he belted out a mix of his own material and Iron Maiden classics from his wheelchair. Fantastic. Oh, it's like seeing Phil Collins being wheeled out and belting out some tunes yeah i don't i don't get it you know just just i i guess i get it i mean if he doesn't have any money he's got to do what he's got to do but sure. man you just wish that some of these guys would just retire you know hmm. none of them have none of them and i get it i mean what has he done since 1982 nothing nothing of note has he not that i'm aware of I mean, I know he had killers, but that, that wasn't huge. Um, I don't know. I can't imagine that he has any money, which is unfortunate because then you got to get wheelchair Diano out there singing. <laughs> he and Al Roll Atkins. through the hills. Right. He and Al Atkins uh, have been very busy in their career since. Well, at least Al Atkins is still in shape. I mean, this guy, I, all right, it's one I'm thing. I'm talking about material wise oh yeah yeah well that's true but it's one thing if you if if you're still healthy but if you're not healthy just stop mm -hmm. for god's sakes just stop paul diano just stop yeah jeff becerra from possessed i know he still does it well but he's in the wheelchair just stop phil collins stop anybody if you can't if you can't stand up and play your gig then don't play your gig right just please it's it's it makes us sad as fans people are saying battle zone all right i i admit battle zone was a good band but how big was that it wasn't a big band battle zone come on 
The Saturday show perfectly lined up for Diano to visit with his former bandmate as they were set to play Zagreb on Saturday uh, night, May 22nd. Videos, blah, 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 blah. Uh, shows Steve Harris backstage just prior to the show, and the former vocalist then stuck around to catch a good portion of the set. Mm. The singer was part of the Iron was part of Iron Maiden from the first two albums, 1980 self-titled release, as well as the 81 Killers before he was fired and later replaced by that hack Bruce Dickinson. That's right. Diano continued to pursue music in his uh, post-Maiden career, both playing with other bands and releasing solo material. While the firing may have led to what could have been scenarios by fans, Diano suggested in a 2021 uh, interview that Maiden. Well, was right to have let him go. The only person who might have had any doubts was me, though I was a cocky front man. I was all mouth and no trousers. He used to perform naked. <laughs> Guess so. <laughs> he then admitted by the time Killers, the band was getting a bit more technical and losing some of that edge for me. I didn't think that the songs had the same sort of attack. And then I started losing interest before uh before adding i felt i might be letting people down by voicing my doubts so i said nothing but then it all built up to the point where i was rubbing steve harris up the wrong way Ooh, mm. sounds a little sexual i don't blame them for getting rid of me <laughs> I, was, I was rubbing him up the wrong way and speaking of grocery store people geez, yeah man. The band was Steve's baby, but I wish I'd been able to contribute more. After a while, that got me down. In the end, I could have given 100% to Maiden. In the end, I couldn't give 100% to Maiden anymore, and it wasn't fair to the band, the fans, or myself. Look, bottom line, it was a good move for both for both sides. Obviously, Diano was never going to be happy doing it, and mm -hmm. the result would have been that they would have never gotten big. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, is that even to this day, without what do you want to call critical hit and big airplay and all that mm -hmm. somehow maiden still sells out arenas and you know stadiums and stuff yeah i mean they they made their mark with dickinson i you know i don't care if you like dickinson or hate him or whatever you cannot argue that they they made their money with bruce dickinson yeah they did because it was very clear that uh when dickinson left for a few years and they had that uh, blaze bailey in his place they they could, they could barely fill a club yeah you know and then dickinson and and uh, adrian smith came back and all of a sudden they're on the uh you know the arena tour again yeah or bigger <laughs> they're playing stadiums in some places yeah, that's true i mean dude most of those big festivals that you see vakin and all that iron maiden's the headliner mm -hmm. you know so yeah it's it has to be it it's gotta frustrate diano to see that success but they would have never had that success with him yeah they never would have had it that that whatever they brought to the table with dickinson just worked for them and and it seemed to uh you know attract the fans mm -hmm. yeah i mean they would have always been a very popular second tier band mm -hmm. with diano if diano would have been able to to deal if if i i just don't know that steve harris could have stayed in that kind of grungy dirty sound it's clear by all the music that he made the second Dickinson joined the band that 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 he just got rid of that sound. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, from the minute they got Dickinson, they were a different sounding band. So Harris, who wrote everything, he just didn't want to do that anymore. 
He sure. wanted to fucking make money. Yeah. That said, Diano has voiced his pleasure with his legacy within the band. The two albums I made with the band were pivotal to the genre later on, on in my life. When I met Metallica, Pantera and Sepultura, they told me that those albums were what got them into music and it made me incredibly proud. Right. So there you are. There it is. There is some, there is some video of, of Diano sitting in the wheelchair performing uh, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, lovely. Let me find it. What's that on Blabbermouth? That's it's on Loudwire. Loudwire? Yeah, Loudwire. Loudwire Diano. Let's see what we got here. Did yeah, you scroll, do? scroll down you the, past the article there and there's some YouTube oh, footage. Wonderful. I'm sure this is fantastic. Oop. Here we go. Share. Just up. Share. Share screen. Do do do. What is this thing called? There we go. Let's get to this jewel. Here we go. <laughs> Well, he already has more life than Phil Collins. <laughs> At least he can move. Yeah, he's got slightly more energy than Phil Collins. That's for sure. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just looks like the grandpa sitting in his chair. Looks like a video of a guy riding a roller coaster. Just bouncing around. Yeah. All right. Let's hear a little more of this. All right, I'll give him credit. He sounds okay. Not great, but. It always amazes me people who are trying to video a, a live performance. They can't hold their phone still. They're, they're... Well, yeah, well, he's getting banged around. He's in the what second row behind these chicks. No, but I've seen people where they're just standing there. Nobody's assaulting them or not moving around. Yeah. And they, they can't hold their phone still. They, they're constantly. Mm -hmm. It's like, hold your fucking phone still. Well. Or put it away even better. <laughs> How about that? I agree. Other, other than us making fun of, of these videos, there's no real purpose to this. <laughs> you know, but it's for prosperity, man. Yeah, I guess. And it's yeah. for hits on YouTube. I get a couple shekels from that. Yeah, get a buck. Yeah. Do you want to see more of this? Uh see if there's any more video. Let's see if there's anything else. I know there's like one or two songs he does. Uh, let's see. What's this Wrath other? Child? Yeah, go ahead. Do Wrath Child. 
I mean, I got to give it to his band, whoever his band is. They seem to sound pretty decent. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it's... all right. I'll give him a pass. I don't know how much these tickets were, but I hope they were cheap. <laughs> Looking at the size of that stage, I'm not I'm not thinking these were expensive tickets. I wouldn't think so. You know, but, all right. Well, hey, if people want to see Paul Diano sitting in a chair, rocking out then more power to them i guess <laughs> they had to put they had to put rockers on that on those wheels here's the real question isn't this the same night as iron maiden why aren't these people at the iron maiden show maybe they couldn't afford it <laughs> so they go to this instead yeah this was the cheap alternative i guess <laughs> smart marketing from diano exactly hey if you can't afford those expensive maiden tickets and you don't want to see that yeah. hack dickinson come yeah. over and see the real iron maiden man that's right come on over just me my chair and some rock <laughs> mm. there you are all right well there he is paul diano yeah Good for him <laughs> well dude while we're on this topic um um let's go to another band that came out at the same time okay uh def leppard has a new record out I, I, I played the new song on Spotify yesterday. Uh-huh. Ugh, boring. They stink. It's just <laughs> so boring and repetitious. They're just not good anymore. Ugh, that, that other song we played a couple of weeks ago, yeah. it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. But this, this new single that they put out, I played that and I was just like, <sighs> fire it up song. Just, so they just kept singing the same lyric again and again and again and again. It's just like, dude. Yeah, they're not good, dude. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They're just not good anymore. But what's funny is they called this album, this Diamond Star Halo. Yes. They called it the, um, they said that this was a. Uh, return. Like a, a re <laughs> well, they always say that. They said no, it was the return. Yes. But they. um they also said that it's um you know like a cornerstone app um record of their career and you know all this bullshit that they laid out for it mm -hmm. and it is just a mid-tempo bunch of shit yeah i know so so awful let's hear i'll play a little fire it up that was the tune that you're talking about yeah just just boring yeah it's real real garbage <laughs> Is this the, yeah, this is it. Here we go. Share. Here you go. Here's fire it up. 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 
since I lost my heaven. Put a fine nine kid, I'm on cloud seven. Jimmy Jab River with a chemical metal. Heat her on high like a pot on kettle. Jukebox cops will raise it up another level. A young street apostles with a hallelujah pedals. Preachers in the beaches keep on dancing with the devil. Swinging with the king like it ever made a pelvis. Bring the big beat back. Bring the big beat back. Whoa. Fantastic. Oh, it's a jewel, right? <sighs> Just, it's just boring. Come on, dude. That's the goods. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the exact same song when they did it 20 years ago. Because they've done this already. Right. They called it slang. The song slang. Right. Listen to Elliot's vocals. It's the same song, right? That's close. Pretty it's close. Like, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, I, I mean, for for the the cutting edge album that this new one is, you know, you would think that they'd have some some new variations. Yeah. Yeah, I dude, can we just stop and and it's me. I I'll, I'll admit it, it's me. It's me and people like me. Those first couple of records, I'll go to Hysteria. I know most people stop at High and Dry or Pyromania. I'll go all the way to Hysteria. Those records are so good that we continue to let to think that they're still going to be able to do that. And they can't. They don't have it in them to be good anymore. Yeah. And dummies like me need to accept that and move on. <laughs> That's because you're just like waiting for the return to greatness. And it's just I just like, keep I, I keep there. thinking it. Yeah, yeah, I just keep thinking, well, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one that's going to be better. Yeah, I, I think what it is, it's it's a hope that there's something there's there's like a glimmer of hope of something that'll take you back to those good days. Yeah, but there's nothing. Nothing. There is absolutely nothing that is even um, that that's even remotely good on this record. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, I do want to share one review with you though. Unless, of course, you work over at um, Louder Sound, okay. where you're going to love this. Because over at Louder Sound, they say they've just released the best album in 30 years. <laughs> really? Wow. They, he gave them uh, four stars. Yeah. Best album from Def Leppard in 30 years. Wow. So that would be what? From 1992 on. So let's look up Def Leppard. 
there's there's life in these old cats yet. I guess so. <laughs> that, let's see. So 92. Let's where's the catalog at here? Good lord. Where is the catalog? Now oh, here we go. 92. Adrenalize. I would argue that's better than Oh this. yeah, I, I would say that as well. That had what paper son on it? Yeah. Yeah. At least it had one semi decent song on it. <laughs> yeah. Slang was weird, but I kind of like it. I, I know a lot of people hate it. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't a fan. Euphoria, though, in 99 was when they tried to go back and they had that song Promises. Yeah. And that was okay. That sounded like uh, Hysteria era Def Leppard. That album wasn't terrible. And then the rest of them I'll agree with. X, Yab, Sparkle Lounge, and the self-titled. Those all stink. But 30 years, so he says that this is better than Adrenalize and Euphoria. Fuck out of here. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> They're doing country songs, for God's sakes. He, he probably just doesn't know the Def Leppard catalog. It's probably a younger guy. Yeah, then why would you make a statement and put a year on it? I don't know. Why would you just say this is the best thing in a long time? Yeah, I guess. You know, I would go with him if he said 20 years, because 20 years would be X, yeah, Sparkle Lounge, Def Leppard, and now the new one. It's the best in 20, but not 30. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He's basically saying it's the best thing since hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> and it's boring. It's all mid-tempo, boring shit. Yeah, I... I saw that pop up on the Spotify that here's the new single. And I, I turned it on. I was just like, okay, well, when's it going to kick in? When's it going to fire it up? <laughs> when is it going to fire it up? It'll fire it up when it plays an old Def Leppard song. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't hearing the fire. No, but come on. Best album in 30 years. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's Def that, Leppard that, for you. That, that Paper Sun was on Euphoria from 99. Yeah, it's a great song. Mm -hmm. Paper Sun's a great song. Um, I Again, I like the song Promises. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, not perfect, but it's not the worst. You know, it, it's okay, I guess. See, it's got the traditional old school Def yeah. Leppard, you know, sound to it. Yeah. It's a darker version of love and affection from hysteria. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, I, again, I, I get it. Def Leppard is the sellout band of all sellout bands. And people like me should stop being such faggots to absolutely keep thinking that this band could be good again. Yeah, quit being such faggots. I, I and I'm as I'm the first one to be guilty because I was like 
literally Friday night, I was watching something. I saw it turn midnight. I went right to my YouTube music to see if it was there. And I listened to the whole album at mm-hmm. fucking midnight. And then you were just like, all right, it's time to go to sleep now. Yeah, I was like, how can this? No, then I was mad. <laughs> then I was like, how can I let these motherfuckers get me again? I've been duped again. Yeah. I literally, I literally read the press and fucking fell for it again. Yeah. Idiot. And, and, and what, what press did you rely on? I just saw general style. I didn't really look for anywhere specific, but I, I did see the blabbermouth review. The, mm-hmm. the guy, Aaron over at blabbermouth, who's usually fairly in line with what I think. And he gave it like a seven out of 10 or something. Okay. And then I saw this louder, louder sound thing that said it was the best thing in 30 fucking years. And I was like, oh, well, must be, must not be awful. And then I went and listened to it. It is just a bunch of mid-tempo shit. Uh, 15 songs of mid-tempo shit. Oh, I am a moron sometimes. (laughs) Goodness. Anyway. That's all. I don't even have a lot to say about Def Leppard other than just, just sad. Yeah. Enjoy the tour. Those of you that are going to see that with the fucking bad Motley. Right. Oof. Well, I, guess, I guess they did. Uh, they did play the, a small invite only show at the legendary whiskey there in uh, West Hollywood. Oh yeah. I saw Eddie trunk was there. Yeah, of course he was. He was there to intro the band. Good for him. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess if, if you wanted to see Def Leppard up close and you know, you got an invite to a show in a small club setting, I guess it'd be okay to see him if they did. Okay. I don't know that I would see him now. Would you, if they were playing that little club that's by your house there, would you go see Def Leppard? If there was an invite, if I was invited, I probably would go. Say it was 25 bucks. Nah, I wouldn't go. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, I, if I was invited as a guest or something, I, I would go. But eh, it, it, would I would I make an effort to go out and pay for a ticket to go see him? No, no. Fifteen bucks. No, it's not the money. It's just uh, you know what? If I was an in, if I was a guest, I would go. If I if not, I'm not just going to make the effort. I don't think if I had freebies, I'd go. <laughs> I really don't. I really think that, like, if I had the same deal that I had with Plush couple weeks back where the manager or where if Joe Elliott texted me and was like, Hey, you coming out to the show? <laughs> I think I'd be like, nah, I don't think so. No, I don't think I would. No. E- even if it was at the Roxino. No, I don't think I would. No, I, I just, I can't imagine that I would, I would have to go and then I'd have to lie to him that he played a good show. Yeah. Great. It was fantastic. Best show ever. Yeah. It was fun. Oh my yeah. God. God, this reminded me of the 1983 tour. Yeah, except everything was different. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, no, I think I'm. I think I skip. Okay, it's fair yeah. enough. I I can't imagine a situation where I would want to see Def Leppard anymore. Is there any situation you would, if they were opening for Scorpions? Would you, would you make the effort to get there early enough to see them? No, not necessarily. No, I I would probably try to find out what time Scorpions hit the stage. (laughs) 
Ugh, all right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's over for them. I really do think it's probably uh, over. It's not over. They they'll continue on. Well, they'll continue. It's over for them as far as I'm concerned, though. <laughs> it's over for Chris Aiken. <laughs> Until the next record, I'll be right yeah. there again. I can't fucking wait. This is gonna be the one. In in all reality, mm-hmm. just just speculating, because obviously mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah. What what is it? What do you think it would take? Do you think it would take a concerted effort to purposely go out and try to make a record that harken back to the old days, or do they stay true to their their current desire to go? Well, this is what we're feeling right now. I don't think they. I don't think they know how to do it anymore. No, they, even if they say and say if they uh, hired on Mutt Lang. Even if they hired on Mutt Lang, I don't think I don't think that it matters. I don't think they know how to write like that anymore. Well, but, but if they had someone giving them some kind of direction, assuming Mutt Lang still knows how to do it, I still don't think that. I mean, they tried that with with um with Euphoria. Mutt Lang engineered that or produced that, and, and it was close. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but yeah. it, it at least it had that Def Leppard sound to it. It was close. That's the whole point. That's like, it's yeah, but, but I think they were trying to, to engineer it to at least get a radio hit what current radio would play. Yeah. I think at some point, at some point you got to tell Vivian Campbell that he either writes like he did in Dio or else he's out of the band. Well, that's about the only way it's going to happen because since Steve Clark died, they have been a neutered shit version of themselves. Mm -hmm. That way, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Tesla without Tommy Skio. Tommy Skio seemed to bring the edge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and Steve Clark seemed to bring the edge. Mm-hmm. But once the once that element was gone, that edginess just went away too. Yeah, it it did. And there's there's they are cue ball cue ball pointed now. Jesus, mm-hmm. there is no edge to Def Leppard. But if if say they weren't looking for a commercial, some kind of commercial hit, you know, if they just did it for the fans, you know, just like, well, you know, we don't care if there's, I don't even know what is considered a single these days. I mean, yeah. where, where would you even hear a single these days? XM serious. I mean, what, and yeah, but who, again, how, what's the subscriber base of XM serious as opposed uh-huh. to, people who have pandora spotify or youtube i i mean dude i don't a i don't think they can do it b i don't think they want to do it they don't i mean they've got all the money they need they're not it it ain't like they need to do these shitty records i agree i agree but my my point is and what i'm trying to get to the point speculating Mm -hmm. Again, again we don't know what do you think it would take for def leppard to actually go in and knock out a record that is just for the fans uh, the chris akins of the world that want it want that era of def leppard to just put something out that just reminds them of that time in the in their history what do i think it would take god i don't know i don't know it's, because it's I don't like, think they know, I don't think they look at it the way you're looking at it. I don't think I think they look at what they're doing now is for the fans. I don't think they give even the slightest bit of consideration 
for the fans of the first three records. Mm -hmm. I don't think they give a fuck about those people. Their their audience is soccer moms. That's yeah. who's made them rich. Yeah, that's the Bon Jovi thing. Yeah, you know? and I don't I don't think they. I think they look at doing a metal. First of all, Def Leppard has always said that they hated being lumped in with metal bands. Well, they're, so they're, I, I, I don't think they want that. Mm -hmm. I don't think they want the people that liked Iron Maiden and put them in the same boat as Iron Maiden in that new wave of British heavy metal. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be lumped into that at all. They always say, well, we want to be like the sweet. We want to be like those fucking bands. <laughs> so they, they want the mainstream you know, success, yeah. you know, whatever mainstream is these days. They want that they can put out a shitty video, like fire it up. And it does fucking 2 million plays mm. and it gets them a stadium. And I don't necessarily blame them. It's not bad business. It's that they're a business. They're not a band anymore. They are definitely a brand, not a band. Yeah. That, well, I agree with that. I agree. And they're doing that. what's best for the brand. And, and who, who is, who is, and again, I know you just made their core audiences, the minivan moms. Yeah. Are they the ones that would actually go to YouTube and, you know, play the, the fire it up video and go, man, that's Steph Leopard, man. That's cool. It's that whole, it's that whole collection of people that it's one, it's those people, it's the soccer moms. And two, it's the guys that secretly gave up on metal and now listen to Jason Aldean, <laughs> but they still want to have their cool part. Right. So they're like, oh, I love metal, man. Fuck yeah. Def Leppard. Yeah. No, those are the same assholes that'll go out of their way to watch Jimmy Kimmel because Def Leppard's going to be on. <laughs> oh, Def Leppard has a new song. Yeah. And I'm going to the stadium tour. I'm still metal. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. You're a fucking douchebag accountant. You're not metal. There's nothing metal about you. Yeah. But that's who their audience is. Their audience is the wannabes that gave up on rock and metal a long time ago that think that they're edgy when they pull out a fucking nickelback song. <laughs> and um and uh soccer moms. Yeah. Soccer moms that can fucking convince their fucking dopey husband to sing love bites to them so that they can get a fucking blowjob. Sure. That's who that's who their audience is. Mm. Their audience isn't us, not at all. Yeah. Uh, well, another another aging band that may have stayed too long at the party. Okay. Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> so Aerosmith hasn't really toured or, you know, performed live or anything in a while. And they get this opportunity to, you know, have a residency in Las Vegas. Right. And Steven Tyler's like, Dude, I got to bow out. I I'm fucked up again. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Tyler, 74 enters rehab after relapsing on pain pills following foot surgery as Aerosmith cancels their June through July concerts in Las Vegas. Right. Well, hopefully he wrote down some song ideas on his way to rehab. See, these, these are, these are one of those, and this is for people who, who have a little insight behind the scenes on things. Mm -hmm. You got to wonder, is this a true story? Why, why, you know what? It's funny. We talked about this story on to me too. And that was his exact same thing. He said the same thing about, is it, is it low ticket sales? 
So that was his first thought. I, I don't know the reason, but we know for a fact on numerous occasions, bands have canceled shit and said it was because of a band member having an issue or this, that, and the other. And that wasn't the case at all. So what do you think it is? I, I don't know the answer. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'll tell you what I said on to me the other day. Cause it's the same answer. I don't believe that in this case only because they just went through all the nonsense with the drummer mm -hmm. and they didn't cancel anything. Then if they were going to cancel anything, it would have been, Oh, what's, who's the drummer Hamilton. Is that right? No, Joey Kramer, or Joey Kramer. I know nothing about Aerosmith. I think they stink, but, <laughs> but, um, but they would have said, they would have said, well, Joey Kramer's having a problem with his shoulder. So we have to cancel gigs, but they didn't. They basically said, yeah, we're firing this fucking piece of shit and we're going to bring in somebody else. So, you know, I, I think the fact that they're canceling gig, I mean, Tyler could play gigs by himself. He doesn't even need the band. Oh, true. And he has done that. Yeah. So I, I think he probably did fucking got a taste after 30 years, like the taste started fucking taking pills by the handful and was trying to correct the problem. Okay. Fair enough. Look uh, at Jacko. I'm too young to know the true Aerosmith. No, I'm not. I have all those <laughs> records. I have all those records. I, have yeah, all the good ones. I was at that Cleveland stadium tour when they broke up that day, man. Yeah. I have all the good records, nine lives honking on Bobo. I have all the classics. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday, <laughs> on Tuesday, Aerosmith announced that their frontman Steven Tyler entered a treatment program after relapsing on pain pills following foot surgery. My foot. The four-time Grammy-winning band issued a statement informing fans that they must cancel their first set of Las Vegas residency dates this uh, June through July at park mgm as the 74 year old rocker concentrates on his health and recovery as many of you know our beloved brother steven has worked on a sobriety for many years the statement read and what is uh, joe perry and steven tyler known for as being toxic twins a toxic twins yeah of course uh, yeah. yeah i wish they would be again that's when they wrote good music <laughs> you know when they made their comeback uh with permanent vacation. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steven Tyler and, and Joe Perry, they were both in rehab. You know who paid for all that? Who? John Kolodner. Oh, did he? Yeah. He, he paid for their rehab and all that shit because he, he, you know, smelled a comeback success. Right. Aerosmith. So he took the gamble and, you know, got them cleaned up and put back together and engineered that whole comeback for them. Right. Sure. Well, I mean, dude, I, I, again, they're another band. Even if, even if they were all in good standing or whatever, they're another, they're like Def Leppard. They're another band that's never going to be good again. <laughs> They've forgotten how to be good. Mm -hmm. I mean, they tried their damnedest with that songs from the next dimension or whatever that fucking record was called. Yeah. And it sucked. It was terrible because they don't know how to do it anymore. They don't know how to be good anymore. They know how to write for fucking soccer moms. <laughs> they're crying. They're crazy. They're everything that's sad and emotional. Right. 
They don't know how to be like my fist your face. That's for sure. Exactly. We will continue our 2022 dates starting in September. See, and again, I just, just wonder if there's more to it than just this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. And we'll let you know any further updates as soon as we can. We are devastated that we have inconvenienced so many of you, especially our most loyal fans who awful, often travel great distances to experience our shows. So give them a free flight on Aero Force One, you fucking cheap bitches. You guys are all billionaires, for God's sakes. Yeah. Thank you for understanding and for your support for Steven during this time. If you purchase your tickets by way of Ticketmaster, you will be refunded and you will receive an email shortly with details. Otherwise, please contact your point of purchase for information on refunds. Okay. The Boston uh, group featuring uh, Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Joey Kramer, and Brad Whitford is hoping Stephen will recover before the next scheduled concert on September 4th. Now, now was uh, Joey Kramer going to play with them? I have no idea. Because is I, he I not know, listed? No, he, he, again, I don't know because it was just, there was such animosity there. I thought he had made an announcement that he wasn't going to perform with them. Eh, give him a couple bucks. He's right back in. What uh, else do he got to do? But, well, no, I think there's a problem within the band. That's that's. It's not he's not no. performing because he doesn't want to. Yeah, but again, again, who's going to pay his house payment? <laughs> he's going to fucking show up. I, I think it's like a deal, like uh, Cheap Trick has with that Bunny Carlos. They they Maybe. won't let him, they won't let him play. You know, he even though he's part of the band still, and he's still, you know, partial owner or whatever. However, the their arrangement is, uh, he doesn't right. play with them because they don't want him to play with them. Right. But he still has some voting shares or whatever the case may be. Well, they still have to pay him. Well, then hell, sit home, fucking enjoy retirement, dude, with pay. What's wrong with that? Why do these yeah. guys got to keep going? How old's that guy? He's got to be in his seventies, right? Who's that? Fucking um, the Kramer guy. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like 70, 74, 75 years old. They're all in their seventies. What is the push to go back out to some fucking dingy fucking casino somewhere? <laughs> I mean, dude, we've been backstage at a zillion casinos. Not exactly the glamorous life. I don't care who the band is. It's not. It's not living in luxury. Well, you know the ones we've been to, but you know, like the MGM Grand and stuff. Those are, those are pretty sizable arenas. You know, yeah, those but are, if if you had a billion dollars in the bank, couldn't you live a whole lot more comfortable than being backstage in a green room? Yeah, I guess. I, I guess it's not about the money. I just, I guess these guys just don't know what to do with themselves. They don't yeah. know how to retire. It's just like I, I gotta, I gotta still perform. Here, here's here, here's a lesson for all the guys in Aerosmith. Take some of that money and fucking get hookers to blow you daily. Get the hottest broads on the planet and put them on your cock. That's what you do in your retirement. Stop with this. Well, I got to go out one more time, man. <laughs> the audience needs me. They got to hear dream on just that one more time. Right. I still haven't played it perfectly yet. Man, oh, stop. <laughs> just stop. Nobody wants to see. Honestly, is there any band that you want to see that you truly want to see? At their age. 
Well, if they still perform well, it's one thing. If they still look, you know, good and they still can perform well and still bring it live, you know, that's one thing. But if it's a tired, just kind of a listless show and they they look like they're barely getting through the set, no, you don't mm -hmm. want to see that. Okay. And I'm not saying Aerosmith is that. I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say Aerosmith is still pretty good live from every mm -hmm. indication I've ever heard or seen. Mm -hmm. When is the earliest you saw Aerosmith? 80 what? 80, I saw them on the permanent vacation. So 87, 88, somewhere yeah. in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. 87, 88 Aerosmith or today's Aerosmith? Oh, I definitely 87, 88, of course. So it's diminished. Yeah. So if I you, mean, if you mean, know it's diminished, if you know it's diminished mm -hmm. and you've got a half a billion with a B in the bank, why go out and play at less than you used to and be not as good? Leave the fans thinking, man, that was not as good as when I saw it in <laughs> well, fucking think, 1992. Well, the thing is, is I think a lot of the generational people go see this because they're such a legendary band that they have a whole new audience that want to see them live just for the nostalgia of it that never yeah. saw them before. Yeah. Get a DVD. <laughs> I, I made my money. I'm out. This is, this is to me is the biggest, biggest problem with rock in general. None of these guys retire. They need to retire. Part of, part of becoming immortal is knowing when to walk away. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that we worship guys that we probably wouldn't have if they would have lived. I, I, I mean, and here we go. This is going to get me all kinds of fucking heat, but I don't care. <laughs> Randy Rhodes, if he would have still been alive today, would not be this fucking uber legend. Right. He would have gone on to become uh, Marty Friedman. Right. A very good guitar player that puts out records no one would care about. Because Ozzy would have traded him out at some point. He wouldn't have stayed with Randy forever. He would have got sick of him, just like he does every other guitar player. So he would have gone on to be this average guy. Dimebag Daryl. Friend of mine, friend of mine, somebody that I worship. They were already starting to go downhill with damage plan. Not as good as Pantera. Fucking pick any, anybody in the 27 club, anybody that died at 27, they would have gone downhill. Well, I, I Doug Stanhope in his no refund stand up. He's, he he yeah. talks about. He goes, well, what if Jimi Hendrix had lived? He said he'd be doing like halftime Super Bowl shows with uh, Elton John. He goes, Rocket Man, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. He goes, whoa, this is pathetic. Why, why I thought why didn't that guy retire? A long time? Right. Well, <laughs> dude, Elton John is a great example. In the 70s and early, early 80s, Elton John was pretty much untouchable in that pop rock world. Girl. Arguably, him and Freddie Mercury, probably the two biggest artists of that era, as far as talent and, and moving tickets. Is that fair? Yeah, and as, as far as, like, you know, they, they had a good, you know, Elton John, he was selling uh, arenas and stadiums. Yeah, stadiums. And every song he put out was massive, mm -hmm. whether it was Daniel or your song or someone saved my life tonight or fucking all these great songs that he did, but he hung around too long. And then we got, can you see the love tonight? <laughs> then we got La Isla Nikita. Then we got, 
Um, I don't know. He he did a lot of bad songs after that. Um, blue eyes, baby's got blue eyes. Yeah, Remember that? that? Mostly the eighties stuff. Yeah, the he, but on but on onward, eighties, nineties, all his movie stuff that he did was shit. Well, he made a lot of money doing the whole movie soundtrack thing. Uh, of so course he did. I'm not saying that he didn't make money. I'm saying he fucking ruined his legacy because he, he stayed around too long. Yeah. If somebody would have killed Elton John in 1982, he would be looked at like Elvis. Elvis is another one. How bad would Elvis have been? Elvis was already going downhill. How bad would Elvis have been the last 30 years that we didn't get? What would Elvis have been doing? <laughs> he was already working casinos. What would he have been doing? Acoustic shit? Right. He would have been terrible. What would Janis Joplin have been? A Me Too movement fucking shitbag singer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dude, these guys, they hang around too long. You could name a dozen artists today that would be legendary if they would have quit 20 years ago. Aerosmith being one of them. If Aerosmith would have quit. Or, after, or, or stayed gone after their, their breakup at the Cleveland Stadium. Yeah. They would be legendary. Their music would be. Le Look at Guns N' Roses. For all that time that they were broke up, people their, their legend grew bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now what are they? A parody of themselves. Nobody likes the music that they put out. Nobody liked Chinese. Not many people like Chinese democracy. We know two people that did, but, <laughs> but other than those two people, no one liked Chinese democracy. Everybody hated absurd. Everybody hated the, uh, what was the other one they put out new school or whatever old school, you know, everybody hates the music that they're doing now, but if they would have left with use your illusion one and two and just been done, they would have been forever legends. Mm -hmm. Aerosmith retire, Michael Shanker retire, Scorpions retire. Is there anybody that's leaning in on Scorpions and going, "Oh my God, this rock believer, this is the best shit since Blackout." Yeah. Well, I I will admit that that seeing Scorpions live, mm -hmm. they they still bring a fantastic I'm, show live. I'm sure they do, but if they would have quit after Love at First Sting, they would be a fucking legendary band. And what are they now? They're a mid-tier 5,000-seater band. No, they they still play big arenas. Scorpions do? Scorpions, yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. They they they're they're like Iron Maiden. They they play big arenas still. I mean, All I right. saw them play at uh I saw them they they had this almost sold I could have been sold out for all I know of uh, all state arena. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't draw. I'm saying that they're not legendary anymore. Dude, that rock believer came out four months ago. Name one song again. There you maybe, go. <laughs> maybe your, maybe your thought is just don't record anything new. Just leave it alone. Or tour or tour because even scorpions, I, I, I've, I've seen YouTubes of the current tour and I'm not saying that they're not good live. They are good. Still live. But Klaus Mine doesn't sound like Klaus Mine of fucking 1984. He doesn't sound like that now. Now he's got that. Everything's down tuned. He sounds lower. They bring it down to him so that he doesn't have to hit the incredible highs. Yeah. What is he? 75? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Stop. He should have stopped at 45 <laughs> when he could still hit those notes. 
Right. All, all these guys, they are. Once you start down tuning to save it, then I think it's over. You know, and, and you can you can get away with it if your fan base is big enough. And that's why Scorpions do, because they have the international fan base. Sure they do. You know, but when you have to start down tuning to play your songs or switching out singers because you your old guy can't do it anymore, retire. Well, White Snake is finally putting a stamp on it, supposedly. Yeah, which is like 30 years too late. <laughs> they literally should have retired. Uh, no honest timeline they should have retired after the first doug aldridge thing when we saw him when did we see him 2002 or three was it when i i know i saw it at tower city yeah it was white snake i don't remember who was with it but at that point coverdale was starting to sound rough yeah, and that see. was in 20 years ago yeah, it was it was 20 so, years ago so to me he hung on too long and, and is anybody going <laughs> to, what are people going to remember now from them? They're going to remember not as good as shows, bad vocal performances, and no one's going to remember any of these records forevermore or fucking um, flesh and blood. Useless. The well, purple record. Is anybody yeah. out? Is anybody listening to the purple album? <laughs> Come on. Well, he made a living. That's, I think that's, that's really, it's less about the fans. It's more about him still making a living. Yeah. And I get it, but it's, it's just, to me, it's, it's the biggest problem in rock. There are no legends anymore because they all hang around too long. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say is that they all have hung around to take their legend and make them and normalize themselves. Right. Well, here, here's that clip I was telling you about. Okay. <laughs> But every time an artist dies young, like Kurt Cobain or whatever, there's always the people, it's so sad. He had so much more to give. How do you know? Maybe he was out of shit. <laughs> I know, he's done. He got all the money, he did all the drugs, he fucked all your holes, and that's the American dream. And when you're done with that, you go, oh, that's why they call it a dream. It's bullshit. I'm still empty. And he cashed out. Maybe... How do you know what any artist had left? How do you know if Jimi Hendrix hadn't have died, he wouldn't have wound up doing Super Bowl halftime duets with Elton John right now? <laughs> Rocket Man! <laughs> you go, this is tragic. Why didn't that guy die? He was my hero. I don't want to see this. It's fucking pathetic. How do you know if Lenny Bruce hadn't have died, he wouldn't have wound up taking over Andy Rooney's spot at the end of 60 minutes? Just some crusty old cunt with wiry eyebrows bitching about ATM fees at a cluttered death. <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah, I know. It's it's exactly what you were saying. Yeah, he's definitely not wrong. I mean, that's that to me is I, I just look at it as like it's it. So many of these bands, they all become a parody of themselves. They all do. Even the Rolling Stones, who sure. still are doing it. It's still a parody of the Rolling Stones. It's not the band from the 60s that had all that energy and piss and vinegar. But then for so many of these bands, like the aforementioned Whitesnake, once you've had 40 guys in your band, you're not <laughs> you're you're not the band anymore. That's uh, David Coverdale. Dude, fucking one of your faves had another member change this week. Fucking um, L.A. Guns. 
brought in drummer number 35. I didn't know that uh, they were out playing at shows. I thought uh, Tracy got all pissed off because people weren't wearing the masks back back in the winter. Time. Well, apparently they still need a drummer. They brought in um they brought in Odin's own Sean Duncan. Is that right? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So, but but how many people have been in LA Guns? About seventy. Yeah. So is that <laughs> is, is there is there any legacy left of of LA Guns? I mean, is no. there? There's no respect level to it anymore. It's not LA Guns. LA Guns was that band from like 1988 to like maybe 94. Yeah, 92, 93. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And then and then after that, they should have just walked away and done something else. But she but did for a little just a short while and then they were back. Making, yeah. making a couple of bucks, I guess. Yeah. Making a couple of bucks. That's all That's it was. I mean, That's what I said. Just a couple yeah. of bucks. Yeah. Phil who's in the chat room. Very good point. Sabotage. Sabotage hasn't done shit in 20 years. And you know what? People are begging for it and they should never get it. Cause how good is it going to be? How good is the sabotage tour going to be after 20 years apart Half the guys have been playing Christmas tunes for fucking 20 years. You got, you got, what's his name? Oliva. That's on the verge of death at any given point. How good is that show going to be? It's not going to be that good. It's not going to be as good as it was in 1999 or 94 or 85 or whatever. Is it? No, not at all. You know, I mean, that's the point is, is all these guys, they should respect their legacy and move on. None of them do. Yeah, pal. Yep. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's take a little break. All right. What would you like to hear? Um, how about, um, how about, um, in honor of me thinking that all these bands should quit, how about a little <laughs> typo negative with everything dies <laughs> including their legacies <laughs> all, right. all right we can we can probably do that yeah that's on um what is that on is it october rust no it's later world coming down i think okay there i think that's world coming down all right there typo negative here we are uh, bu- 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 everything dies, huh? Yep. Let's see a world coming down. Uh, bu- 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 where is it here? Up oh, there it is. You're right. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to play a few tunes. We'll come back. We'll do some more stuff. So here it is. It's uh typo negative with everything dies exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job. Are you ready to rock, Phoenix? 
Saturday, September the 10th, we will rock together as Live Nation and Heavy Metal Television present Alice in Chains. The Seattle Heavyweights return to the Akchin Pavilion on Saturday, September the 10th. Special guests for this show are modern rockers Breaking Benjamin and Bush. Your chance to win free tickets is now. Just visit the link below, submit your information, and you will be entered to win a pair of tickets to see Alice in Chains, Breaking Benjamin, and Bush at the Akchin Pavilion on Saturday, September 10th. Keep watching heavy metal television for your chance to win tickets to more great concerts from Live Nation.